Welcome once again, gentlemen and ladies, to Running the Bases. I'm Tucker Wells, joined as always by color man, Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, how are you? Good, sir? Fine. I just realized you said gentlemen and ladies. Shouldn't it be ladies and gentlemen? It should be ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes I get ahead of myself and I put things in the improper order, but both parties are accounted for. Ladies, welcome. Gentlemen, welcome. So here we are. We're recording this uh, Wednesday night, um, October 15th. Uh, the Royals have clinched. They are in the World Series. Uh, right now we're watching the Giants and the Cardinals. So at air date, we won't know the result of Game 4 in the NLCS. But, uh, Coach, let's give some love to the Royals. Oh, oh, certainly, certainly. They, what a fun experience it's been watching them through the playoffs. It's just been fun. It's been amazing. Uh, eight postseason victories in a row that sets a record of course you know we live in an era now where there's like 12 series as opposed to when there was only one but still that's i mean it's amazing and uh they're the first team in the three-year experiment of the one game wild card to go from wild card to world series um and uh you know they score their runs the last two games on (laughs) ground outs and sacrifice flies so, not much of an offensive showcase, but still, fun to watch. Uh, they've been tremendous fun to watch. And while there are all of these pundits and so-called experts saying that uh, they have discovered this new way to, uh, or, or new formula for winning baseball, um, pitching from behind with a tremendous bullpen. A tre- you know, Frazier and Davis and Holland. I mean, all, all these guys have been just incredible uh and this kind of pitching from the through the last winning in the last four innings with some timely hitting speed and this sort of stuff this is not a new formula and it's not the answer for a lot of teams it's uh it's all come together for them uh at the right time everything is clicking alex gordon is not joe dimaggio he's a good ball player but uh the uh, Lorenzo Kane, oh, I love him, but you know Moose, you, well, and Moose and Hosmer, Hosmer, oh, is... Hos- yeah, but Hosmer's been an all star, you know. Yeah. Uh, the uh, we we have known who he is, but Lorenzo Kane having an African American uh, center fielder covering that kind of ground, I mean, he could be a. I mean, thankfully, he's not a wide out for LSU. Uh, or, Amen. you know, uh, I mean, and it's so exciting. I mean, we just got through watching this series where both center fielders were African-Americans. Uh, and while this doesn't seem anything uh, that's that exceptional, uh, I- I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it. Absolutely. I mean, we've talked about this at length in different in, in previous episodes, one about small ball. Um, you know, it's a resurgence. It's not a it's not a new invention. Um, and yeah, it, it's working perfectly for the Royals and it's such a great thing to watch the, the counter to, you know, money ball where you're, you, you don't trade outs and you essentially don't take risks. But, but wait, wait a minute. And then Kansas city won this last series by hitting long balls. They have, I mean, they haven't hit them all year, but they've hit them through the series. They're a team that's just gotten, everything's clicked at the right time. That's, That's all true. it is. That's true, and we're going to talk about that at length here a little later on. But um, as far as the African American star power, I agree. It's a, it's a, we've talked about that before. I covered on an episode about how 
um, it's important for the game. You know, it's important for the game because it's been such an essential part of the game. How, you know, the, the game of baseball is where African-Americans first had their grand showcase for all of their talents and abilities and was instrumental in the civil rights movement and breaking through color barriers and so on and so forth. And the fact that they've been, you know, uh, turned away from baseball towards football and basketball predominantly, it's great to see them, uh, you know, back in the game. You know, it was, uh, I was very sad that Andrew McCutcheon didn't play, you know, longer into the season. I'm sorry that CC Sabathia isn't um, dominant as he once was. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, Lorenzo Cain and... Um, Adam Jones, it's it's wonderful. It's awesome. You know, I would have been happy with either of the two American League teams winning that series, but I sure, uh, you know, I'm, I just think that I think that the don't you feel the Orioles are going to be there for another couple of years, especially well, with Showalter, the way that he's just managing at a you know he's always been exceptional, but it seems like he's pushing, he always gets there and falls and then, off at this point and, and hands it off any, to somebody else. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, when you look at all of the injuries that the Orioles had, and I, I kind of followed the Orioles all year and was kind of pulling for them all year. Uh, but I think Showalter did an unbelievable job. I'm not certain that he's not the kind of manager that is great for a while and then ultimately wears out his welcome in a kind of hardball kind of way. Uh, the uh, because he does uh, he does micromanage every little detail of the organization, uh, like you know what they serve in the concession stand and stuff, uh, and that can sometimes get on people's nerves. But I think in a small market like Baltimore, it's liable to work longer. Uh, small market, uh, right? But, as, uh, as small as. DC, yeah, I, I hope I hope it it works well. It's been uh, Baltimore itself has had somewhat of a resurgence in the last ten to fifteen years. Uh, the waterfront and everything uh, there, and I think a lot of this started with Camden Yards. And the Orioles have always played a big part in Baltimore. Sports have in general. I mean, uh, the Colts have been were as important to uh, Baltimore as just about well outside of green bay just about any you know uh football team has been to its metropolis agreed yeah uh, and i i we i think we've talked recently as well about windows in sports and and being able to capitalize when all those you know pieces are fitting at the right time and you know the orioles are not the yankees or the red sox or the dodgers or for the love of god the cardinals um, but it does seem like Showalter has been embraced and by the fans in such a way that I have never seen before um, in his tenures with uh, Arizona, New York, Texas. Um, so that bodes well. And, and with the Royals, you know, it, it's more amazing because you're right. You know, sometimes you, you can't guarantee that they're going to be able to, you know, chip away at a at a four-run deficit in the seventh inning of a playoff elimination game every year. So, um, and then in the National League, real quick, you know, what do the Cardinals just have a laboratory somewhere where they invent no-name faceless players that are postseason heroes? I mean, who is Matt Carpenter? 
Um, well, Matt Carpenter is, I, in my opinion, just about the most underrated ball player in, in the major leagues. I mean, you know, he's agreed uh, the most underrated shortstop. Then, for the good of his team, he goes to third base, and he's the most underrated third baseman. He's the most underrated leadoff hitter. He's the most underrated everything. Uh, the Cardinals do. Uh, the Cardinals do it right. You know, they're willing to say, uh, we'll give up this amount of runs this is or this amount of wins. It's not good for us in the long term. Uh, they are, like the Giants, an organization that does it right. I, 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 I hate to admit it, but, I mean, uh, they are the model. They are. There was um... – um, on the Jonah Carey podcast the uh, the other day, um, a writer from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, his name is Derek Gould, um, was talking about the Cardinal way and how, from top to bottom, if whatever happens on the major league level, if they, you know, from, you know, if they're implying, if they're implementing defensive shifts, for example, that they tell everybody in their minor league system that you're going to do the exact same thing. You're going to play to shifts so that if a, if a, if a pitcher like Lance Lynn, for example, is coming up through the minor leagues, once he gets to the majors, they don't want him to be confused when, you know, the managers are putting shifts on behind him and making him uncomfortable. And so that that's the extent, that's an example of the extent to which there is the quote unquote Cardinal way. I, 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 I have heard, my whole life about things. I mean, there's a Cardinal way, but there was the Dodger way. And Branch Rickey starts all of this, you know, uh, with farm systems and everything else. Uh, I, I heard forever things uh, were done the Oriole way. And the Orioles were the last team uh, in Major League Baseball before every game to take infield. Uh, now nobody does it. It was so great. I mean, and this was like in the 90s. They were still taking infield, and that was part of the Oriole way. The Royals way included a, uh, what was that, a school. Uh, Frank White was the only ball player that ever went through that school, and made, but it was like uh, this instructional thing that they had. It was kind of bizarre. Uh, <laughs> they were the only team to ever have it. It didn't work that well. Frank White was an all-star, but... Uh, that, that it was the Cardinals, it it goes beyond that sort of thing. I mean, a, a good organization is going to do things the same way. They're going to look at the major league club and they're going to say, all right, we play in Boston. Uh, it, it's a good thing to hit it down the left field line. Uh, so if you're a left-handed hitter, you're going to learn to hit to the other field, uh, a la all sorts of people. Um, and the, uh, you know, I mean, is that the Red Sox way? No, that's just what you do. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I don't give that much credit for there being a cardinal way. They've just had good people in front office, uh, positions and, uh, talent evaluation and they've done things correctly and made correct decisions for way too long i i truly believe they sold their soul to the devil sometime uh in the <laughs> early 30s around the gas house gang time that they is, would have done it at that time that I, it makes more and more sense every single year that they just keep they're just they're always there it doesn't seem to matter do you think that that also has something to do with how 
the city of St. Louis that, you know, all they have to worry about is playing good baseball to me. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but, you know, St. Louis does not need, you know, star power because in theory they could put a triple A team out in the middle of Bush Stadium and still sell out, you know, uh, 60% of their regular season home games. Um, do you believe that as well? That it's because that all they have to do is really just focus on the baseball factory that is the Cardinal way? I don't know enough to say that. I know. I mean, St. Louis is, is the only place where they'll, you know, steal your car and then return it with a full tank of gas and it's been washed. <laughs> Except in Ferguson. You you lived uh, there. I did I, I never have. I, I, uh, I do know that for a long time... St. Louis was considered a somewhat of an intellectual center uh, for the West, or you know, before you know when St. Louis represented the West. I mean, T.S. Eliot came from St. Louis. Uh, I, I'm not certain as to how all of that. Uh, Lily Langtree played in St. Louis more than any other place. I'm not sure what that means. But I'm sure it has something to do with T.S. Eliot, Lily Langtree, the St. Louis Cardinals, Isn't there Satan. Some... They all have something to do with each other. I'm not sure what. Uh, I don't know, but they always win. So, mm-hmm. Well, we're, uh, we're going to talk tonight at length about teams that are on a roll, because clearly the Royals are on a roll, something like I haven't seen before in my lifetime. Oh, I bet you have. Um, well, yeah, I mean... Okay, how do you define a team that's on a true roll and not just having a like a good stretch per se or a winning streak? What makes for an absolute roll? Everything's going right. Yep. Everything's mm-hmm. going right. Uh you bring it your manager looks like a genius because he sets up the pinch hitter who gets the double down the line. Uh the uh he puts in the defensive replacement who slides uh, into the corner making a catch that saves the game. Uh, Everything goes right. Uh, And for the Royals right now, everything is going right. Whether, and that's so mercurial. I mean, it can, it comes and goes so fast. What I'm hoping right now is that this series between the Cardinals and the Giants ends soon. Because if it goes on several more days and it's another week before the Royals play again, they may be done. Their their you know, their mojo, their streak, whatever it is, uh could be blown out. Now it is great for them and great for baseball and Kansas City and you know uh all this sort of stuff that uh, it's happened to them at the end of the season, but it can happen at the. Uh, what was it? Eighty four when the Tigers won all those games it was like twenty five out of twenty six or something like that at the beginning I, of the season. I always remember as the uh, Orioles actually. Well, the Orioles had a streak like that too, but so did the, the Tigers. I, and it was when Trammell and Whitaker and all those guys were there. Whatever. I mean, they won. That would have been eighty four. I think it was yeah. eighty four, and. Uh, they just won the pennant right there, you know, into about the second week of May, May, the pennant was won because of this tremendous streak. Think of what 
the Rock. You said you've never seen anything like this with what the Royals did. Think of what the Rockies did to get uh, into the playoffs. Uh, what was that like? Twenty. Years? They had to win twenty-one out of twenty-two. And I, they I did. do remember that. You know, yeah. I mean, and they eventually got swept somewhere, but that was like unbelievable. Well, that was my that was my question for you: is that what con- and what constitutes being on a true roll? Is that does it have to end in in a pennant? Because yeah, the Ro- the Rockies, this two thousand and seven Rockies, they win. 21 of their last 22 regular season games just to get to a tiebreaker. They win the tiebreaker in last second fashion, last at bat fashion, and then they roll all the way into the World Series and then get swept by Boston. So there you go. When you think of great, great um, streaks like that, when you're on a true roll, does it, do you, do you do you value higher if it ends in a championship? Oh no! I I I no no. I I like I just watch. Uh, it's so great to watch a team that's doing that. You know, that's having that happen to them. Where everything, I, I have been on teams. I have coached teams that have gotten on streaks like this, and you just ride it out. I mean, um, I I have surfed so little that I I don't want to say that I have surfed, but I think it is riding a wave. You take it as long as you can. And uh, this is when all the baseball streaks are, you know, the superstitions come in that you don't change your socks and all this sort of stuff. Um, The, uh, it is, and, and I think it's something that is almost unique to baseball where this happens. I mean, it can happen somewhat in basketball because they play way too many basketball games now. Uh, but in football, there's too much time in between them. Uh, a, yeah. a streak really is contingent, uh, has, a, has a time limit to it. Uh, whether you're, it's an individual streak or a team streak or anything else. Um, Do you look back at short stretches a la the 2004 Red Sox? You know, they come back from the, 03 deficit in the uh, ALCS and then win four in a row and uh, then sweep the World Series. Do you do you consider, even though that's a much smaller sample size and they were, you know, more or less playing regular baseball up and until that point, is that the same kind of a role like we're seeing the Oh, they were Royals on a roll. On? They were on a roll. No in that doubt. short stretch of time. Right. And quite often in the playoffs in recent years, last 20 years, that means your bullpen's been on a roll. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing about the Royals right now is, I mean, in addition to their three-headed monster, Herrera, uh, Davis, and who's their closer? Holland. Holland. And you, Frazier's there, too. Frazier's throwing some tough innings. And they got uh, uh, my boy Finnegan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's amazing, and he's a kid. He just he was playing college about four months ago. Um, do you so think- is Alex Wood. But go ahead. There you go. Um, do you in in uh, our local team, the uh, Atlanta Braves? Um, what's the greatest role that the Braves were ever on? You think ninety one? No, no. They uh, considering that they were kind of treading while they were in the hunt, but not really dominating at the All Star break, and then after I don't the know All-Star the break. numbers, but it was nineteen sixty nine. Uh, at the end of the season, everybody had forgotten about them. They had been a disappointment since they moved here in 66. Everybody thought they were going to win the pennant every year. We, we, did have, we had no clue. Uh, we, we were like, we have Eddie Matthews. You know, we didn't realize he was like 
54 years old. Uh, you know, sure we had Hank Aaron, but we had no pitching. Uh, but beyond that, uh, by 69, they were somewhat of a disappointment, somewhat forgotten. And then they just, the end of the season, they just kept winning and winning and winning and winning. And everything went right. And there were, you know, who was this guy? Phil Negro and, uh, you know, and uh, Capra. Well, I don't think it was Capra, but Ron Reed and all these people were coming out of nowhere. And they were... Uh, all of a sudden, they were in the playoffs for the first time. We didn't know what playoffs were. That was the first year of the playoffs, uh, and they, we don't want to talk about it beyond that. But nope. <laughs> uh, it was uh, they. That was as hot a streak as they've been on. Now they had one streak, uh, that thirteen game streak where Otis Nixon makes the catch. Ninety-two. Ninety-two. Yeah. I mean, that was amazing. And that won the. You know, they won the pennant. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, uh, you win the first 13 games of the year. I think they won the pennant by like six that year or something like that. I don't know. Well, that, that, the, when they opened the year 13 and 0 was uh, 82, and they did, they won the division that year. But the 13 game streak in 92 yeah, was yeah. later in the year, and it, it featured the Otis catch right, climbing right. up the wall, and then oh. also a Lonnie Smith three run homer over, um, the I think it was the over the Pirates in that same game. We always loved to beat Otis the Pirates. Otis Nixon uh, caught the ball against Andy Van Slyke. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. I remember that as well. Um, we're watching uh, the Cardinals here. Um, and Colton Wong, you know, everybody's favorite superstar, Colton Wong, uh, just hit another home run. But got to talk about 2011 with much to grin. And we'll only talk briefly because it hurts so much. But... That was pretty incredible. They were dead to rights, ten and a half out of the wild card, and came all the way back, all the way to the World Series, and that was probably the best World Series we've seen. And I can't even remember when, two thousand and one, maybe. Oh no, I don't want to say one World Series is better than another. Now, I, I'm I'm past that. I don't I don't want to evaluate things. I don't want to say that. Uh, you know, five years ago was better than 10 years ago. I mean, uh, there have been World Series games are a monumental exclamation point to the year, every year. And even the sweeps, uh, I mean, they're, they're the 1963 uh, or the 1960 was it 63 was when the Dodgers beat the Yankees and then 64 the Cardinals uh, <laughs> beat the Yankees and then it was all over for the Yankees forever uh, and uh, well, I think it was 63 was a sweep uh, yeah that was because that was Koufax yeah it was Koufax Drysdale uh, yeah. Padres I mean and I think they swept them out and uh, that was like just monumental. Uh, and that was as big a World Series in many ways than uh, a 1960 with Bill Mazeroski hitting a home run in the ninth inning to win the game. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, some like a game that was something like 25 to 24. Yeah. Well, you got. I mean, 2011 though for for that for the damn Cardinals. Pardon my French. I mean, wouldn't you say that that's kind of the incredible capstone to being on? That's like the quintessential how you would want a role to go 
I mean, they go from ten and a half out all the way to a championship with one of the most dramatic game sixes of all time. You know, they're down to their last strike twice in like the span of three innings and both it's times. It's happened too many times. I'm sorry. It happened in the yeah. 1914 Miracle Braves. You know, oh, and they come we were back. all alive watching the 1914 Miracle Braves. You forget how, how old I am. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, it, it, I mean, it's happened. Uh, well, okay. All right. That was like first, but it's happened yeah. many times. I mean, uh, uh, the 67 Red Sox. The sixty-seven. But they Red didn't so- win. See, they didn't win. That's the that, that to me got is the there. Key. They did get they there, but got, they got to the World Series and what a great World Series it was. Jim Lonborg going against Bob Gibson and all those games, and Carl Yastrzemski just doing, you know, playing God on on the ball field. It was, it was well, tremendous. No, absolutely. Big George got it first. Yeah, it was 68. I mean, the, the Tigers in 68, that was an incredible role to finish out that year. And to think that they almost did that the year before in 67. Uh, what did that 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 American League uh, race between them and the Red Sox came down to like the last day of the season, right? Between the Cardinals and the Red Sox? I meant the Red Sox and the Tigers in 67. Uh, in 67, there were four teams. Uh, there were the Twins, I mean, because there weren't divisions back right. then. And uh, there was the Tigers, the Red Sox, the Twins, and the Orioles uh, all at the end of the season. Uh, all You know, it looked like it, it, there was like with about three games left, it looked like there could be a four-way tie, you know. Right. Uh, but it, 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 how great that was. Yeah. But – 2011, the the Cardinals do the impossible and win the championship. I mean, that to me kind of takes it to that next level because the 67 Red Sox, they didn't win the championship. It is great. I'm not denying the greatness of watching that. You know, it's just like watching uh, um, the, certainly the Royals right now, the Braves in 91 or 69. Or the or, Twins in 91. Or the Twins in 91. Um, you know, Minnesota people will love that more than we do, but hey, it's cool. Um, but I mean, the, and that's just it. We go through just about every year. It, yeah, it's it, it, the yeah. great punctuation point for the end of a baseball season. Yeah, absolutely. You played and coached. I want to ask you about um, as a manager, something I never was. Um, when you were managing and you managed high school for many, many years, um, what was the greatest run that you went on as a manager? Like and 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 go into the specifics of like what's how does it feel when you when before the game even starts when you're on a run like that or when you face <laughs> adversity. Uh, look, I want to tell you your your my first concern as coach of a high school team for every home game was like God, I hope the umpires show up. <laughs> that that was my number one concern. Well, there you uh, have it, folks. So as long as they were there, you knew you had a chance. No, no, that was like, I'm going to be like a real ass if they don't show up. That was my number one concern. Uh, uh, number two. I, so we get at, past that point, and now the game's begun. So. I'm, I'm pull, I mean, this is going to sound so schmaltzy and everything else, but I pulled for my, my, my boys. You know, I wanted... You know, if Craig Beard was up, I wanted Craig to get a couple of hits that game, and he'd feel better about himself. And uh, I wanted uh, Anthony to get 
a chance to throw out a couple of runners so he'd get a scholarship. And, uh, you know, these, I mean, as these were my concerns uh, in the game. Uh, it, it was really 100% for their benefit. Uh, for their benefit, it helped if we won, you know, in all sorts of ways. You know, if we won, it was better for every kid on the team. But I, I was pulling for them. I and, and I know that sounds really corny. Uh, well, it, it's not as it was not so much that uh, when I was coaching my son, you know, in different ways. That was a different sort of thing, you know, uh, a better in a lot of ways. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you look at the Royals right now. Um, they certainly had, and they were saying it tonight after the game. How like just how the outfielders you know, are running into walls and through them for their pitchers. And obviously it's more than just their pitchers, but they have that same mentality that, you know, I've got your back, you've got mine. And, you know, they're, they're all out there for each other. It seems almost beyond the, 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 the goals of winning championships. So, um, but it's, it's great. It's, it's so great. You know, and, 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 and to, to compliment your point, if you look at just the, the outcome of the series that have been played thus far, most of them have been, you know, the in the in the LDS there were two sweeps in the American League, in the National League they both went three one, um, and you know the Royals just swept the Orioles. So on paper, it, they they wouldn't seem oh that probably wasn't that interesting, but it's been great, you know. Oh, oh it's yeah. just been great oh, to yeah. watch. Yeah. It's, it's been true. so much fun watching the Royals. They have been uh, what baseball is all about. That the kind of excitement and everything that they have created and. We, I think all baseball fans have known that the Royals have been getting better the last few years, and we knew of Hosmer and Billy Butler and some Alex of their Gordon players. Is, uh, yeah. And Alex Gordon. I mean, yeah, we, we've known of some of their players, but uh, I truly would have to say I did not know that much about Lorenzo Cain or uh, Dyson or any of these people before this series. But I didn't know how dominating their bullpen was. Absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. Well, World Series next week. Pretty excited. I know I am. Coach, uh, you know, Royals all the way. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, I, I certainly would like to see the Giants win this series. Uh, and I, I talked to you about this earlier. Uh, watching the game last night and seeing uh, Kim Hudson's agony in the stands uh, and, and uh, just her involvement when uh, Huddy was pitching – uh, I couldn't help but like, yeah, you know, uh, this is somebody I can pull for. Yeah. Uh, the Hudson's are, uh, the Hudson Foundation is a tremendous uh, philanthropic concern. And uh, I'm not only pulling for Huddy, but his wife as well, you know. And I uh, I don't have any connection with the Cardinals like that. I, I As I said, I think they have all sold their souls. Once you play with the Cardinals, you've... Soldier, so that it happened to uh, Tory, you know, you know, it happens to all of them. Lurus as well. Well, thank you all to all those listening to us. You can check us out on soundcloud.com and iTunes, just search Running the Bases. Uh, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at, at Running the Base. And coach, in the com- coming weeks here, we're going to be broadcasting from, or we're going to be recording rather, from Bees Bistro, the proud sponsor of. 
the Running the Bases show uh, in the heart of Sandy Springs, Georgia, 6010 Sandy Springs Circle. Don't have to fight traffic to get there. No, you don't. All right. So, well, thank you all for listening. Coach, thank you, as always, and have a good night. Thank you, Tucker. You're welcome.